Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of April 10, 2016. Last year, in 2015, the Kentucky Council of the Blind walk team, called the E-Racers, finished fourth behind Florida, Tennessee, and Missouri. Over $55,000 was raised by the walk for ACB and its affiliates nationwide by various ACB chapters and individuals. This year, ACB's goal is $60,000 nationwide, and the Kentucky Council of the Blind has a goal of $4,000, and we hope to move up in the standings. Here's how you can help. The walk is a great fundraiser for ACB and its affiliates. Kentucky has chosen to split the money we raise with ACB and with our chapters, so you can help raise money for a KCB chapter, support our projects such as sound prints, and support the great work of ACB all at the same time. You don't even have to be a member of KCB to participate. The Kentucky Erasers webpage is now available and waiting for you to sign up. Registration for the walk is $25. You can choose to walk at the event in Minneapolis at the ACB Conference and Convention on Sunday morning, July 3, or you can be a virtual walker up and down your street, around your neighborhood, or even from the comfort of your living room couch. You may choose to support someone who is already registered for the walk or a KCB chapter, or you might like to have your own page. For more information, give us a call at 502-895-4598 or visit our walk page at http colon slash slash acb dot donor pages d-o-n-o-r-p-a-g-e-s dot com slash 2016-2016 ACB walk slash erasers. Again, that's http colon slash slash acb dot donor pages dot com slash 2016 ACB walk slash erasers. And erasers is spelled E-R-A-C-E-R-S. Thanks in advance for your support. You can join the call-in day and sound off for students with sensory disabilities on Thursday, April 14, from the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB.org. The 150th anniversary of the birth of Annie Sullivan, Helen Keller's much-loved teacher, is on Thursday, April 14. Join consumers, parents, teachers, and other professionals and advocates from all across America and call upon the United States Congress to enact the Alice Cogswell and Sullivan Macy Act, Cogswell Macy Act, H.R. 3535. 
Tell Congress that it is about time for students who are blind, visually impaired, deaf, hard of hearing, or deafblind, including those students who may have additional disabilities, to finally reach an education worthy of their tremendous potential. The Cogswell-Macy Act will ensure that every student with sensory disabilities is properly identified, evaluated, and served to fully meet their individual specialized needs. At present, the bill is pending in the U.S. House. A Senate companion bill has yet to be introduced. When you call, you will be asked to enter your zip code so that you can be directed to the members of Congress who serve you. So don't worry if you are not sure who your members of Congress are. If you cannot make three calls at once, one to your representative and two to each of your senators, no problem. Call back during normal business hours Eastern Time when it is convenient for you. Similarly, if you cannot call on Thursday, April 14, or you would like to recruit calls from others on additional days, you're invited to do that as well. The American Foundation for the Blind is pleased to make this streamlined telephone service connecting you with your lawmakers available free of charge to you. Dial 1-844-AFB-8210. That's 1-844-232-8210. Your message is simple. Ask your congressman or your senator to support H.R. 3535, the Alice Cogswell and Ann Sullivan Macy Act. Tell them that this legislation will revolutionize special education for students with sensory disabilities. If they have any questions or would like additional information, you can direct them to the AFB website at www.afb.org Cogswell Macy, that's spelled C-O-G-S-W-E-L-L-M-A-C-Y Act, A-C-T. In addition to making calls yourself, please do share this invitation far and wide through your networks and encourage individuals or groups with whom you are connected to participate in the National Cogswell Macy Act Call-In Day on Thursday, April 14. You can find out more about the call-in day by visiting the website at www.afb.org slash call-in day. Are you looking for a new hobby? Do you enjoy creating things for your own use to give as gifts or maybe to sell to your friends and neighbors and co-workers? Debbie Hazelton joins us this week on page two to introduce us to the world of soap making. This isn't the kind of soap that our ancestors made in a kettle over an open fire. These are wonderful creations that you can make right in your own kitchen. Debbie also talks about a variety of other products she has made in the past, some of which she even brought with her to ACB conventions. ACB national conventions aren't just meetings and more meetings. The convention week is literally packed with seminars, workshops, exhibits, social events at the hotel, and lots and lots and lots of tours. Typically, the days at the beginning and the end of convention week feature tours that are too long to fit into an afternoon during the week. Rhonda Trott from Talladega, Alabama is the new tour coordinator this year on the ACB convention committee. 
She has an exciting lineup of educational and fun tours planned for all of us at the upcoming ACB convention in Minnesota this summer. On page 3, she tells us about a day exploring the world of Laura Ingalls Wilder and the Little House books and several more trips. You'll want to get in on the fun by listening to page 3. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. Debbie Hazelton is with me today. A lot of you will recognize Debbie Hazelton from all of the different shows that she does on ACB Radio, but we're not talking about ACB Radio today. We're going to be talking about soap making, making your own um, different types of, of liquid soaps and um, just how that can be a great hobby or uh, whatever, and Debbie has done this uh, quite a bit in the past, so Debbie, welcome, and uh, looking Thank forward you to you telling us about this, and tell us what we need to know to to get into this. Well, actually, when I was doing more of this, I um, soap was one thing, and there were other little, um, oh, there were salves and, um, and many wonderful um, people over the years uh, purchased those that are listening, I, I believe, and uh, little uh, roll-on bottles with things in them and oh, all kinds of things. But the soaps mostly um, were bar soaps that mm-hmm. I made. Okay. And um, I did do some uh, bath gel. I never really learned what the difference is between a, a bath gel, a shower gel, or a body wash. Right. Um, they all seem to me like liquid soap. Yeah. Um, it's probably the consistency, but, do you think? And mostly what I did with those was uh, to take the essential oils and I would buy them in larger uh, quantities, not those little tiny bottles. I would, I would often fill those little tiny bottles that you see at different places. You can buy them, and some of them have little, um, what do they call them, orifice reducers, so that mm. the oils come out a drop at a time. You can buy those, but I would buy from usually from Camden Gray. That's C A M D E N. G-R-E-Y dot com and they have tons of bulk products. There are lots of other sites but I did find Camden to be um, some of the best prices around mm-hmm. and their website has gotten better over the years. Really? Um, but anyway, so I would uh, put my essential oils that I wanted into the bottles first mm-hmm. and maybe make a blend you know, like maybe uh, lavender with uh, a little bit of lemongrass or or uh, lavender. Lavender was in almost everything. And every now and then I'd get somebody who says, I'm allergic to lavender. I hate lavender. Um, you know, but it might even be a nice uh, vanilla uh-huh. and an uh, orange or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be like an orange sickle. <laughs> wow. And put the, put the drops in the bottom and then put the soap base on top and shake it up, shake it up real good, and um, and then I always did Braille and print labels. With the bars of soap, um, it was important to put the, I would melt the soap base, use a melt and pour soap base, mm-hmm. and when it was melted well enough, I would ladle it into those molds. Some of them were tray molds with compartments where the 
liquid would just finally move into every one of those little areas. Oh, kind of like an ice, like an ice cube tray. Kind of like an ice tray, Mm -hmm. uh, and the little division between each one was a slightly bit lower, so that everything would eventually. Uh, go into it, it would still have to be cut, but the little sections were there um, to be fully cut through. Mm-hmm. And some of them were neat because at the bottom they would have raised letters for uh, like the words handmade. Um, they were all different shapes. I had, oh gosh, you know, just different geometric shapes, mm. uh, stars and moons. And I used to make a really neat little um, one that was uh, heart love, and it was, I called it heart love blend. It was lavender and, and uh, uh, no, it was lemongrass and geranium. But, and they were little tiny soaps that would come out like guest soaps. But basically, um, I would get those, uh, the hot liquid into those molds and then uh, put my oils in with a pipette so I would go around to each little little section and squirt some of the essential oil blend into that and then stir them. Stir each one or stir the whole tray. Stir it really well with uh, like a um, tongue depressor, basically. And then let it sit. Now, you couldn't add those oils before you poured that in? No. I was told, I was taught to put those oils in after Mm. as opposed to... um, Making the uh, the shower gel, the liquid soaps. Mm-hmm. Same with salve. I was told I was taught to put the oils in at the bottom of the jar and then pour a mixture of uh, beeswax with um, melted um, with heated oil mm-hmm. with the melted beeswax mm-hmm. rather so, rather than mixing it with uh, with the other melted things. But I yeah, guess, I guess than, you would use less that way. Less of which? Less of the, less of your, you know, your little, your your scented things. And I guess Essential you use oils. less of that. Yes. I guess you um, use less of that. Than well, if you... not, I don't know. Um, because really, once they sat, after they were, after they were stirred, um, especially the, the hardened soap, the soap that needed to harden, after they were stirred, um, the oils would really go, you know, they would go throughout. With the salve, um, I didn't even have to stir them. It would just, uh, it was um, a seventh of melted beeswax to um, seven parts, one part of uh, melted beeswax to seven parts um, oil. So I would use a combination of coconut oil and olive oil and then the essential oils at the bottom. But those didn't have to be stirred. Evidently, something about that hot liquid would just kind of take care of. I'd put the lid on right away and, oh, my gosh, those salves. I felt like a a medicine woman or something. Oh, really? Those are wonderful. Oh, they help with pain. Uh, They can help with... um, Respiratory, oh my gosh, making a salve helps can help so much with a bad cough, a chest cough. Oh, really? Just rub that stuff on in place of Vicks. Wow. 
good stuff. Huh. And and you don't have all those chemicals and things in it. That's right. And you know, I could get I'd use uh eucalyptus. I believe it was eucalyptus dives was the kind because there's like three different kinds of eucalyptus and um and I'd put in uh some lavender and um maybe some clary sage mm-hmm. and um gosh, it seems like there's one other one, a, a cypress, mm-hmm. cypress, and wow, you know, just put that on with a bad cough, and oh, so comforting, so yeah. so nice. Wow. Well, yeah. so so with the shower gels, and it sounds as if the shower gels um, and uh, the body washes and things that those are just basically the the um, you know with different consistency, but sort of the same ingredients? I think so. And what's interesting is on that Camden Gray site and on a lot of sites, you can buy a base of uh, uh, unscented lotion base, unscented Mm -hmm. soap base uh, liquid. You can buy unscented shampoo and conditioner. You can buy your bottles. You can... Get your essential oils, and you can make your own of any of those things. I used to also do sugar scrubs. Um, take, uh, like, turbinado sugar, and um, sometimes I would add a little bit of a lotion base to it and then get um, the essential oils and mix those up in the jars I did learn later on, ooh, you need those cosmetic sealers on those jars. Oh. Um, but, wow, you know, you take a sugar scrub into the shower, and, ah, oh, that is like being at a spa. So there's a number of different items that you yep. can make. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounds as if it's a really, really good hobby. I mean, you could make all kinds of gifts for people. You can. You can make gifts. Um, I used to bring gobs of stuff to convention, and I would, I think the thing that, that really made me just about lose my mind was that I would do print and braille labels for everything. Well, when you have, because uh, I also did guest, guest soaps, I had little tiny bottles with a, a formula that's nice for headaches, and uh, and I mean, to do little print and braille labels for every single oh, yeah. little tiny thing. But I'm assuming they must have been popular. They were. They were, and people still ask me, oh, why aren't you still doing it? And I just, I mean, I've just had my hands full with so many other things, and it's so much work. It really, really is. Every now and then I do make some things for people, um, especially gifts that I want to bring, you know, give to people. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest one that people seem to want is, um, it, I used to call it just a headache formula or headache soothe. Now I call it lift. And it's a little roll-on bottle with peppermint and lavender and clary sage and, oh, my heavens, that, for some people, really does help with migraines. Really? And some people say, no, it didn't get rid of it, but it just helped me feel calm, or, or I put it somewhere else to get rid of leg pain, or, you know, but wow, you know, that's, that's been one of the most popular. How did you find out about 
want to mix with something else. In other words, if 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 a person is a beginner, how do they know what to put together? Well, it's a combination of kind of getting to know different aromas. Um, there are lots of aromatherapy uh, courses out there, books out there. There are books on Bookshare, books maybe even on Bard. I would uh, encourage going and, um, you know, you can get to know different products that are out there, but you can even buy little tiny, little tiny bottles of things. Now, remember that depending on how they're processed, different uh, companies, things are going to smell slightly different, but you can get to know the actual essential oil, like for, like nutmeg, you know, or rosemary, or, um, you know, your fruits, peach and lemon and things like that. And then experiment. Take a little bottle and put a tiny, tiny bit of a couple different things together. And my first teacher used to say, if you think it smells weird, put the lid on it and let it sit, you know, even for a week or more, and then smell it. Uh, I'm sure that some people are saying, well, if I'm heating up things, um, what is the, let's say if you're heating up the the beeswax or um, Mm -hmm. other things that you would use, say, for your pouring, what are the the precautions that you need to to take or the safety factors that are involved i'm sure that there's a there are some and i'm sure that a lot of it is just common sense well i never made soap with what is it is it lye i never mm-hmm. made um that kind of soap because right. i've heard you can really get burned right. now i do know of someone who does who's blind and I've never spoken with him, um, but I know this person I've heard of even makes his own incense. I've not done that. I've not made candles. Well, I used to. I, I wouldn't say that I really got burned in a way. I I know that it was hot, but I just you know would immediately go to cold water and wash it off. Now the soap can be. I mean the soap can be messy. And there are times that, I mean, I'd use a ladle and sometimes I'd spill it accidentally. You know, it would go on the counter or on the floor and I would say, well, you know, the neat thing about it is it's soap. (laughs) So it's going to get washed off, you know? When you clean it up, you know it's going to be clean. (laughs) Exactly. But one of the first things I did was... I was living in a very small place at the time, and so I didn't have a a kitchen table, dining room table, or enough counter space, so I took a massage table, and I made it up ready for massage, but then I covered it with a piece of laminate, and then big old tablecloth, and then on top of that, an, an old shower curtain. And that became, you know, my place for all sorts of sloppiness to happen so that the soap, you know, things uh, that I was pouring and mixing, I could just pick up that shower curtain or anything underneath it and throw it in the wash. And that, that was where I had the space. The same with the counter, though. If it, you know, I'd be working on the counters and I would... 
use a ladle, um, but I also many times found uh, glass measuring cups where I would have a pouring spout, mm-hmm. and that helped too. And and uh, I would use um, crock pots. I had lots of different crock pots. My teacher encouraged me to have different crock pots for different aromas. So if I was mm-hmm. using making cucumber soap. Or if I was making uh, so many different kinds of soap, olive oil soap, mm-hmm. uh, I would have different crock pots. And I went to a thrift shop and, you know, found lots of $5 crock pots. But you have to have space for all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <did. laughs> you know, that place had a separate, uh, I had shelves put in, a utility room. I had a attic with a drop-down ladder. And oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and were those crockpots the s- small ones, or did you did you make like great quantities at a time? Three and a half quart. Okay, three and a half quart. Yeah, you yeah. didn't do when six quarts of soap at a time. When I moved out of there, I had all these crockpots at the end of the driveway, <laughs> ready for somebody to come and pick them up if they wanted them. My you goodness. Know? Oh my heavens! But I would say heating stuff. Carefully, I would keep stirring to only go to the point where things were completely melted so that maybe they didn't have to get overly heated. If they got overly heated, I would let them cool down enough so, but keep stirring, stirring, stirring to make sure that they didn't get hardened again so I wasn't putting lumpy stuff in. Well, I, think that's I know so that it. when um, I've, I have seeing you know the the paraffin um that they melt and use like in physical therapy you know for uh-huh. your hands and things yeah. and and you know that's warm but yep. it's not hot it's not burning hot right um can you get your wax say to that kind of a temperature so you mm-hmm. know warm and then pour as opposed yeah. to having to have it be um burning hot or, or yeah. hot to where it's not, um, it, it's not comfortable to touch. Yeah, and you can. And what I would do is I would be ladling it into the, into the molds, and I would be feeling with one of my fingers on the other hand to know, well, let's see, are we near the top? You know, mm-hmm. can I put any more in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I going past the overflow line now? And then I would... Uh, I would stop at a certain point and and then, you know, get my essential oils in pretty quickly so that the stuff didn't start to harden, and then and then start stirring, and then I had some that um, was uh, su- they called it a suspended soap base, and I would grind up oatmeal, and after I put in those oils, I would also. Um, just scatter oatmeal over the whole thing. Then I'd have an oatmeal soap. Yeah. Did you stir that in? Uh, I think I did. Mm-hmm. I think I did stir it in. So I'm that pretty it was, sure I did. Yeah, so that it was evenly distributed. Yeah, and it was suspended so that way it wasn't all on the top. It would go into the soap. Ah, okay. All right. Well, this has been really interesting. Um People are always looking for a new hobby or, um, you know, something new to explore, and especially people that enjoy you know, different kinds of crafts and, and, and hobbies and things. I mean, that's not for everyone, but, mm-hmm. but I think that it is, 
I'm always interested in the in different kinds of hobbies that blind people have done successfully because there's so many things that it just takes some vision to do. And so it's nice yeah. to find something that that does not. So appreciate. Well, my teacher, my first teacher wanted me to have a school teaching it, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of detail to it that I just wanted to have fun with it and go mm-hmm. into the the you know the the fun of creating the mm-hmm. different aromas that are out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, certainly, I think if somebody wanted to study about all the properties and the methods of how the essential oils are are made. I mean, there's a lot of great material there and and like I said, there are those books out there and um and I mean, I think it's it's a lot of when I first started, before I studied aromatherapy, I used to just make bottles of of essential oils, you know, like little bottles of spruce and little bottles of grapefruit and mm. and I would bring them to convention and I mean people would just gather around and buy them mm-hmm. because just even as single essential oils it's it's enjoyable to have things to have nice aromas mm-hmm. and essential oils ha- are said to have a lot of healing properties yeah they really they you can find a lot of things to read about where essential oils have helped people with um, a number of aspects of healing. So that website where you found supplies was camdengray.com? Yep. C-A-M-D-E-N-G-R-E-Y.com. Correct, yep. Well, Debbie, this has been really fascinating. Um, uh, you know, i got to admit, when we first started talking, I thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, just heat this stuff up and pour it out, and that's it. And this is... <laughs> This is really, really um, interesting. It's 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 fascinating. I think I'll go check out Bookshare and and cool. uh, find some books here. And, and well, man, you would make some wonderful stuff. I tell you, I know you would if you ever decide to do it. And, well, it this know. might be a, a a good little project to introduce In your spare to time? for. Yeah. Well, no, I don't have any other. <laughs> <laughs> but our chapter, you know, we we have um, we have these activities on Friday evening called roundabouts, and part of that is exploring something new, sharing cool. something new, and it, it this this might make a, a really good little session for, um, and perhaps maybe more than one, to kind yeah. of have people explore this type of thing, not in great hordes of fifteen or twenty people at a time. But in, you know, ones and twos, I would think this could be a a really good project. Well, there are interesting soap molds. Um, I mean, there are, like, loaf-made, loaf-shaped soap molds, which Mm. you cut. I never wanted to deal with that. Yeah. But there are individual soap molds, and then there are the trays with the separations and compartments, and then there there are the trays where you pour the whole thing. Um, I think... You can also buy soap base in, like, one-pound blocks and all. I used to buy 50-pound blocks. Oh, my but goodness. But you can buy, and and um, what I, I remember in one of the classes I was in, it was just an adult ed class that I signed up for, <laughs> and we, uh, in the class, she made soap, and we all 
you know, ended up getting bars to take home, and we all got to, I mean, this was sighted people I was mixed in with, but we all got to, um, you know, feel different things, smell different things. She gave us little samples of things, and you could easily do that with a group. That would be great. She also brought in a heavy-duty food processor, like a KitchenAid kind of something, Mm -hmm. and made toothpaste with clay and... um, Bake, I don't know if she used baking soda, but um, essential oils in all of that. So, I mean, there's just so much stuff. Wow. Hadn't thought yeah. of that. I'm not sure yeah. I'd like to know that my toothpaste had clay in it. but <laughs> Well, a lot of them do, I believe. <laughs> That's why we don't eat it. There's, there's some things you just don't want to know, Debbie. <laughs> you know, a great idea for a group activity. And maybe some people out there, maybe maybe this would be something our chapters could do as um, as an activity for a kind of like a, a, a hobby day, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. This has been really fun and appreciate you taking the thank time you. to talk to us about it. Thank you so much. You bet. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page three. Rhonda Trott is the new tour coordinator for the ACB National Conference and Convention this year. Rhonda is from Talladega, Alabama, and she has helped with tours sometimes in the past. And uh, Rhonda, we're just real glad that, that you're in charge of tours and you've got some really great things lined up for us. So tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening at the National Convention this summer in Minneapolis. Okay, uh, first Friday of the convention, we're going to Laura Ingalls Museum. If you're familiar with Little House, the Little House books, this tour is for you. We will go to a museum where you can do have hands-on memorabilia, learn the history of the prairie, mm-hmm. and they have a wonderful gift shop. We'll well, visit. Now- yeah, that's what we all want to go to is the gift shop. Right. <laughs> we'll visit a sod house. Mm-hmm. We'll take a walk on the uh, prairie trail, see prairie grass and wildflowers, and then we'll take a driving tour and stop and ring the bell that Paul donated to the church. Oh, wow. Well, that'll be fun. I, I think it'll be really interesting to, um, you know, to go to the, the sod house and so on. I mean, you read about all this stuff, but, you know, for a blind person, um, if you can't see the pictures, you don't always know what these things are really like. So that that ought to be a really, really neat tour. 
another thing that's going to be, I think, that's kind of neat with this tour, we're going to have a, a lunch, and it, it will we'll have a sandwich, chips, applesauce, and cookies, and it's going to be in an authentic souvenir lunch pail like they used back in those days. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. Then after we leave there, we're going to the oldest uh, restaurant in Minneapolis. It's in New Ulm. It's called Turner Hall, and that's where we'll have dinner. Mm -hmm. Then on our way back to the Hyatt, we're going to stop at uh, in Jordan, Minnesota, and visit the largest candy store in Minnesota. And what makes this candy store unique is they have candy back, like the penny candy, things like that, that we did, were able to get when we were younger mm -hmm. uh, from homemade fudge. You can get any type of pop. They have various mustards, jams, wow. sauces. Mm -hmm. So that that's going to be a really unique place to stop and shop. That will be fun. Um, you know, the candy tours are always fun at ACB, and there's always a lot of people going on them, and you know that that's going to be a popular part of of that tour. Uh, sounds like it's almost going to be like a kind of like a general store type. It, it thing. is, and I. It's really big, and we're going we're gonna to have volunteers there to be able to help people, you know, shop mm -hmm. and things like that. I think it'll be neat. Oh, me different. too. Yeah. Now, you know, this is not going to take the place of our regular Wednesday okay. tour. So the Sweet Tooth Tour, the candy tour will be there too? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. We'll okay. have that too. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, and all of this that you've told us about is on, on this Laura Ingalls tour. It's all part of that one tour, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that'll be neat. So one ticket gets you all of that good stuff, and it's on Friday the first. First. Okay. okay. Yes, ma'am. So come early to the convention and be ready to go. And I'll bet that leaves early in the morning. It. Uh, yes, ma'am. We'll uh, probably leave a little little before seven. Okay. All right. Now, those of you that do not want to go for an all-day and part-of-the-night tour, <laughs> we're going to um, Friday night go to Can Canterbury Downs, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll have a buffet there. You'll have a, be able to um, participate in the horse racing, see the horse racing. Also, one unique thing we're going to be able to do this year at Canterbury Downs is we're going to be able to go to the poker room if you want to and play poker with Braille cards. Oh, fun. Okay. So, and the uh, for dinner that night, that'll be a seafood buffet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's going to be really nice. It will. We, we went out there um, uh, when we were in Minneapolis in 2007, but the, the poker room wasn't part of that tour and they didn't they didn't have that as um i mean it may have been there but we didn't do uh, anything with that with braille cards so this ought to be really really fun for people people are always asking if if you know if they can play um you know play games with mm -hmm. with braille cards so this and this is good you know uh those that want to go to the poker room can do that, and those mm -hmm. that want to watch the horse racing can do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's something a little bit for everybody. Right, 
Right. So that's another major tour for Friday, except that one. You can come in, like, say, on Friday morning or early Friday afternoon and still make that tour that evening. That's correct. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, what do we have going on the the last Saturday? We, if people, some people like to come early and stay late and do do those major tours at the ends of the convention. But some people have to sometimes choose between: do I come in early, or can I come in a few days later and then stay after for the last day of touring? So let's tell them what's going on on the last Saturday, and maybe can help people make some of those decisions okay we're going on uh to the summit brewery for a personalized tour including how beer is brewed Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to have beer sampling and a special tasting of hops and malt Mm. and other beer ingredients oh wow they have an extensive extensive gift shop too so mm-hmm. I think that that is always attractive to people the gift shops. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to Shamrocks for lunch, for great burgers and drink specials. One of the things that we're that you can get there is which is famous for in Minneapolis that everyone should try while they're there is a Juicy Lucy. Okay, and that's the burger that has cheese in the burger. I, that's the only way I know to describe it. When we were there in the fall, we went to Matt's and ate a Juicy Lucy, and it was it was wonderful. Really? So that that's a name thing for the Minneapolis area. And this restaurant has been on Diners Dive and Drive-Ins um, <laughs> and was voted number one, I believe it was in 2014. Okay. And uh, so I think we need folks would enjoy that. <clears throat> then we're going to come back and take a dinner cruise okay. and um, down the Mississippi, and that will be a buffet, and we'll be able to listen to a blues jazz band, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have the narration of the history and scenery, and you can go out on deck and around and all so I think that'll be a fun tour for folks too, to just kind of relax and visit it, with friends yeah those kind of tours at the end of the week are just always so good because people have been rushing around all week going to all kinds of things and meetings and tours and exhibits and and just they're just kind of at the end of the week you're ready to just kind of take a break and have a have a fun a fun evening um but, you know, you're not quite ready to leave yet. It's just a great way to end in convention week. And the folks that want to do both of those, you'll be, you will get back from the first tour in, in, in time to do the From the brewery cruise, tour. From uh-huh. the brewery okay. tour to do the cruise. Too, oh, so. okay. Well, you know, that's really, really good that you have that set up that way because um, they, they used to, a lot of times when we did those tours at the end of the week, they overlapped and people weren't able to, to um, make that evening tour, and um, and a lot of people said, "Oh, we want to do this." And we used to think people would want to make a choice, and we found out they didn't. <laughs> they wanted to do them both sometimes. So, That's right. and, yeah. Um, the uh, for those that like theater, we're going to the Guthrie the first Saturday. 
Okay. And uh, see South Pacific, and okay. you're gonna they're gonna take us on a tour, and you'll be able to see the props and uh, costumes, and it's gonna be audio described, and mm-hmm. we're also going to have lunch there too. Oh, really good. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other things that just to just kind of tantalize people? We'll we'll talk more about tours and future sound prints. It's always a popular segment, but um, just give us a little glimpse of what's going to be happening in between because we don't just have tours at the beginning and the end. You can do tours every day except for the last Friday which is uh, a full day of business and then the banquet. But every other day during the week has has tours. So give us just a quick little, you know, what, what's going to be happening, um, just some of the highlights. Well, of course, we'll do our city tours because those are always a popular thing. And yeah, they are. And as mentioned earlier, you can't not do a candy tour. No. So we'll do the candy <laughs> tour. Um, we're going to do a, a tour where they have old radios um, back early, Ooh. you know, from the beginning. Uh-huh. And those you're actually going to be hands-on with those. Oh. In the fall, Brian and wow. I went and toured this place, and Brian just fell in love. He just was <laughs> touching everything. Yeah. He just had a ball. Yeah. <laughs> An old-time radio buff's dream, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All I wanted was the RCA dog, and he wouldn't let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, uh, he said, well, you couldn't get it home if I gave it to you. I said, you give it to me. I'll figure out how to get it home. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's that is really a deep, neat museum. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is very little that you can't touch. Oh. And the only problem we'll have there is the guy is so excited about letting everybody touch, you know, he we have to keep him calmed down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And we're going to do a hot air balloon ride. Ooh, that'll be good. A fishing trip. Okay. Uh, we're going to the Sculpture Museum. Okay. And we're going to... Uh, baseball game? A, a baseball game. Okay. We're going to the Arboretum, and and that's where you're going to uh, be able to learn about herbs and mm-hmm. flowers. I mean, you're actually going to be able to touch and mm-hmm. ride the tram, and they're going to mm-hmm. give you a description, and we'll have lunch there. That's, that's a very, very nice place. It is connected with the Minnesota University. Okay. And, um, Gosh, you just have a whole week of fun planned for us. So, uh, yeah, sounds really good. Well, Rhonda, we really appreciate you giving us a glimpse of what's going to be happening in Minnesota. And I know that um, we will want to do um, a, a more in-depth talk um, feature here in a, as we get closer to registration that we'll talk about the tours in the middle of the week and mm-hmm. um, I, I want to hear more about the hot air balloon ride and 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 all kinds of other things I, I just think uh, this this is really an exciting week and certainly there's something there for everybody so yes. thank mm-hmm. you so much and welcome to the convention committee you're just doing thank a great job thank you Page 4, The Sound Prince Calendar, April Events, 
April 12, Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will hold its monthly meeting in Owensboro at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue. The topic this month will be emergency preparedness. For more information, call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On April 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its monthly conference call at 7 p.m. The number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. For more information about Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On April 15, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its spring quarterly meeting and elections. Roundabout will be from 3.30 to 5 with Braille, Tech Tips, and Genealogy. The bargain table will open at 5. Ask the Lawyer at 5.30. A fried chicken dinner at 6.30 and the business meeting and elections to follow. All activities will conclude by 8.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On April 16, the American Printing House for the Blind will have its Louisville Industrial Tour, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is a bus tour of significant industrial sites in Louisville, starting at the historic 1883 building of the printing house. Tickets are $25 per person and need to be purchased in advance. Best for older children and adults. Call the APH Museum at 502-899-2213. On April 17, the Kentucky School for the Blind alumni will hold a board meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference number at 605-475-6006. The code is 294444. On April 18, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its April board meeting at 8 p.m. on the same conference line, 605-475-6006, code 294444. April 19, the Tri-State Library Users Conference Call will be at 8 p.m. on the same conference line, program to be announced. April 22, will be the Statewide Rehabilitation Council meeting at 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the Charles McDowell Center, 8412 Westport Road in Louisville. Contact Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. Also on April 22, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold a roundabout. 3.30 to 5 p.m. will be Braille, Tech Tips, and Genealogy. At 5 p.m., We'll have a guest speaker. David Smith will be telling us about his experiences when he lived in Germany when he was in the Air Force. At 6 p.m. will be dinner, $5 per person, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 for more information and to sign up. On April 24, ACB Families invites everyone to participate in its conference call about family and budget-friendly ACB conference and convention tips for making your convention stay both fun and affordable. The call-in number is 605-475-6333 and the code is 1711553. On April 25, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have its membership conference call at 7 p.m 
at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. April 27 is the Bluegrass Council Peer Support Group. 12 to 2 p.m., the speaker is Mac Ferguson from Lexington Lions Club. The meeting will be at the BCB office at 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. For reservations, call 859-259-1834. And on April 29 is the last GLCB roundabout for the month of April. May highlights include, on May 5, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its conference call for the month at 712-432-3900, intercode 796096. The meeting is at 9 p.m. Eastern. On May 7, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind invites everyone to our derby party. Plan to come early, stay late, and enjoy friends, games, and fun all day. 10.30 a.m. until about 7.30 p.m. $5 per person. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. May 8 is the KCB Next Generation Conference Call Meeting for the month at 8 p.m. The number is 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On May 10, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have their monthly meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The program will be announced. On May 14, the American Printing House for the Blind presents Exploring with All the Senses, Animals in the Backyard, from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is an opportunity for hands-on activities and interactions with live animals, offered in partnership with the Louisville Nature Center. Free for all ages, registration required. Call 502-899-2213 to sign up. On May 14, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter invites everyone to a picnic from 3.30 to 7 p.m. All chapters are invited. $5 per person, $3 for kids 3 to 8 years old. It's at the Brown Park, 1000 Browns Lane in St. Matthews in Louisville. Reply by April 30 by calling 502-750-1774 or by emailing alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T-8-7, at gmail.com. On May 19, the KSB Middle and High School Concert is from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. at KSB in the Ritchie Auditorium. For more information, call the school at 502-897-1583. On May 24, the KSB Elementary Recital and Award Ceremony is from 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. at the school, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. For more information, call KSB at 502-897-1583. On May 25, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold their peer support group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington, 1093 South Broadway. For information, call 859-259-1834. And on May 25 is the Kentucky School for the Blind High School graduation, 6.30 p.m. in the Ritchie Auditorium at the school. For more information, call 502-897-1583. Other upcoming activities include 
the 55th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind from July 1 through July 9. It's the land of 10,000 dreams in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Exhibits, workshops, tours, programs, friends, and lots of fun. At the Hyatt Regency Hotel at 1300 Nicolette Mall in Minneapolis. Rooms are $89 a night plus state and local taxes. Make reservations by calling 888-421-1442. Pre-registration opens in late May. July 12 to 14 is Gateways 2016 Summer In-Service Training for Kentucky's Vision Teachers at the Kentucky School for the Blind in Louisville. Contact Beth Baker at 502-897-1583 extension 7105 for more information. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.